He's Howard Eibach, former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And he's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with 27 years of experience. Together, Henry and I are the Brief Brothers. We love talking about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. We're back, Henry. Today, we're going to do another nuts and bolts, although this time something different. We've talked about actual filled out creative briefs and analyze them. We've done reverse engineering exercises looking at the work. We've done creative reviews. We've avoided looking at blank creative brief templates as tools to teach us how to write better creative briefs. I think for the obvious reason that at least on the surface, it doesn't give us much instruction on how to answer the questions. And the analogy that I like to use is Studying a blank creative brief is like going to the art museum and paying attention to the frames and not the art. But we are discerning kinds of guys and we wanna look closely at some of the more iconic ad agencies briefs because as you were saying before we hit the record button, some of these documents can actually reveal the philosophy that they're trying to espouse as, as they go about writing these briefs. So now the question I ask is, it brought, prompted me to this idea and, and my assistant is joining us. She's gonna take a slide down here in a second, but I got a, I got a link, someone linked me to a strategist who's in Berlin, her name is Beba Madison. I'm sure I completely butchered her first name. I'm sure. So she will, she will scold me when she's on our show which she'll, and she will appear in the next week or so. She will scold me and then correct me. But in the meantime, I want to share with, with our audience what she shared with all of us because that prompted the topic here. She has this page on her Google Drive called Creative Brief Bank. And here, so you, this is her name, Beba Madison. She's a strategist in Berlin. She has from, some great articles. Uh, and you can find her on LinkedIn and you can find this, this post, some great articles on writing the brief. Then some examples of creative briefs, and I've got some of these. And here is what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to look at all of these. I've picked out three, but these are templates, blank templates. And as you can see, some of these names are big ones: McCann, you know, MNC, uh, Ferris Jacobs brief, Facebook, and we've chosen these three. So what what we're going to do today, Henry, is take a look at uh, these three briefs and see what we can learn about writing briefs from the way the template itself is set up and any other insights we can we can uh, deduce just from looking at the brief. Let's start with this one. This is from BBH, that's uh, Bartle, Vogel and Hegarty, Sir John Hegarty's former shop. Uh, and as you can see, it's actually pretty well designed. It's got a little bit of art direction to it. And it has a handful of boxes and a bunch of questions. We'll just go through it. It's got a title. It has a question, what is the, the product is, the brand is, and then it has some questions. What key business challenge does the brand face? Who are we trying to engage and what competes for their attention? Where and when will communication have the most power? How does the category engage creatively and how can we challenge this? And then the big bright red box right smack dab in the middle, which tells you it's, they think it's the most important thing. What's the role for communication? And there at the bottom, they've got practical considerations. So Henry, I'm gonna to toss this one to you first. You have given some serious thought to how your creative brief lays out. What kind of conclusions can you draw from this and what can brief writers learn from this brief, from this blank template? 
So there's a, a couple of things here. Um, first is some of it is what you would expect. So here, the what key business challenges the brand face. I, I have in my brief a section called context or backstory, um, which is kind of where we talk about like where the business is. Um, and then I have a section which here they've highlighted as like the bright orange or red section in the middle, which is like, what is the role of communication? I, I asked the question, what can communication help us to do to alleviate this business problem? Um, so um, the interesting thing here is what's not here, right? There's no mm -hmm. single-minded proposition, no single most important thing we need to communicate, no one thing we need to communicate, no, none of that is here, which I think might let us into, and and I think this is one of the things that's instructive about this exercise, and you mentioned it, is it gives us a little bit of a peek maybe into the philosophy of the agency, or at least as it currently stands when this brief was implemented at the agency. And to me, it's saying to the strategy department, don't give us uh, a single-minded proposition. That's our job. Your job is to set up the business problem correctly uh, in a way that we understand and we'll come back to you with what the proposition should be. So, uh, and I know that that's a contradiction to uh, to what uh, Sir John has said, um, which is the brief is the first headline and to him, it's like, can I improve on it? So I don't know what happened from then to then that maybe changed, but it certainly seems like it changed. Now, looking at it a second time, the most interesting thing that I find and that I think really gives us a peek into the agency philosophy is this question on the bottom that says, how does the category engage creatively and how could we challenge this? And Interesting. this- They said category, not the product. That's, a, that's intriguing. Yeah. So they're saying basically the competition. So right. everybody else says what? Mm -hmm. And how might we challenge what everybody else is saying in this category? So they're basically making an argument here for distinctiveness, like, you know, what are the tropes? What are the assumptions? What are the things that all the competition is doing? Because while they're zigging, we're going to zag over here. And that's a very BBH thing, too, because if you recall the, the campaign that they initiated in the late 80s or early 90s, I believe, to, to bring back Levi's from the brink of death, was a picture of a of white sheep, a close-up shot of white sheep with one black sheep and says, we zig when they zag. So very well done, Henry. Uh, I, <laughs> I was, if, if I knew that, I had forgotten it. So okay. complete happenstance. What, what, I, what I find intriguing and, and I think beneficial about this template is kind of, it's a bit on the superficial level, but I think it's instructive because I've encountered so many uh, marketers who fall into the trap of turning the creative brief into the kitchen sink. This is succinct. It's, you know, five, one, two, three, four, actually, yeah, five questions with, with a, a request at the bottom, which forces you to be concise. That is the hardest thing I think brief writers face. They just don't know exactly how to go about saying exactly what's needed and getting rid of the rest. It's a very hard exercise to do. What's the, what's the famous line from Mark Twain? I would have written to you a shorter letter, 
but I didn't have enough time. My, I apologize for writing such a long letter. If I'd had more time, I'd have written a shorter one. Yeah, so I've, this, I've heard that attributed to multiple people. But yes, but the idea, the idea is still the same. This template forces you to be concise. And that can be a scary thing for new brief writers. Like, I got to make sure that the creatives know exactly everything that they need to know. Well, they don't. And one way you can assure that they don't and make sure that they are comfortable not having everything you think they need is to talk to them as you're writing the brief, which is something I know you, Henry, do all the time. I think that's a good segue into the next brief, which is, I think, the opposite of concise. Yes, let's do that. This is a brief for Impact BBDO. And as you can see down here, it's, it's the first of six pages. And this page says very clearly, do not, not to be given to creatives. So it's kind of a setup. It's a preliminary document uh, for, I'm not sure exactly who, but it's not for the creatives. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to give whoever designed this the benefit of the doubt that this more, even though it's labeled creative brief, that this is more of a kind of a workbook to start thinking about the creative brief. And so, and I think that this first page kind of gives us a, a hint of that. Like they're asking you to, to rate uh, the marketing drivers for this particular assignment and uh, or for the brand, uh, for the category. How important is it to the category and how is the brand performing? And then draw some conclusions to start yourself thinking about this brief. So as we scroll through these pages, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe this is almost like an instruction guide rather than like a brief format, but who knows, I, you know, we're, we're looking at this uh, third hand here. Uh, yeah. Cause we, we have to admit we're out of context. And, you know, when I do training for writing creative briefs and I show completed briefs, one or two of which you and I have analyzed in the previous episode, the thing we always have to say, and that I re remember to say is that we don't know what the agency knows. We don't know what the brand knows. So we have to come to our, analysis of a completed brief with this caveat with a little grain of salt here we know nothing because it's just blank but it does go on and it seems to be redundant so we've got i think all the important questions that a good brief would ask what is needed what's the background production budget media budget yeah <laughs> what, what's the opportunity strategic path i want to take my brand from current perceived position to that position future perceived position brand personality optional new brand personality who are we talking to what consumer market insight can help you get there what's the brand promise to answer the insight and then it's they ask the same questions all over again in a slightly different fr phrasing to get See, this to is buy. why this is why i'm thinking like maybe maybe all of that is run up to get to this one page where they where this is like okay, now we did all the thinking, we wrote it all out long form, and now here we go. This is the, uh, and, but that's my guess. Yeah, and it's, and I would say it's an educated guess, but as a creative, as the guy who, for whom this document is written, this is all I want. Just give me this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing I'll comment is, it feels very much like a form. Um, if you yes. go to the top, it has job number, who's the account service person responsible for it. Um, down at the bottom, there's an approval signature. Yep. And lots like, of them. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, that, so it, it feels like a form. I, I don't, I, 
not a fan of this template, but again, we're looking at it uh, without anybody basically telling us like what the, what the thought behind it was, but judging from it, I, I it seems redundant. Um, yes. Uh, it seems a little bit kitchen sinky. It and, does. And that's all I'm going to say. It's from BBDO. It's not, it's not a little, you know, mom and pop shop that has just been on the business for two years. This is a, a, a legacy shop in BBDO impact is, uh, an agency that specializes in digital. So maybe they thought they needed to do something differently, but you know, the, the, the longer that we've been in business, the longer that the industry has been out there doing what it's been doing 50, 70, 80, 90, hundred years, the less likely I am to agree that we need to do some things differently. And the creative brief is one of them. The creative brief is a fundamental. It's like doing a basketball layup or going back to the bar for, for a ballet dancer or practicing scales for a musician. It is a fundamental. It doesn't need to change. And this to me seems like six times longer than it needs to be. Yeah. And let's go to our last one. This is from Sunny, 72 and Sunny, which was in its day, it may still be a hot shop. Uh, what were some of the clients that it had no, they, the nfl um united airlines i believe yeah. they, they've got some sonos they've got some big uh accounts right um this is a this is an established you know creative powerhouse exactly and and you can see this is page one of page two and there's like page one and one and a half pages mm -hmm. it is of the three the the least adorned least art directed most basic and in that way, it sa says to me as a creative, it's like, we're just, it's just getting to the facts. Or in the case of some of the ideas here, is get to the emotional thing that I need to be thinking about. It asks the right questions. What's the marketing problem we're trying to solve for? And here's the brand name. Who's our audience? What's happening in culture, good or bad, that we can tap into? So our key. can we stop so, there real quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So I, again, going back to the idea that this... Let's us tap into the agency philosophy. We saw with the first one, there was about what's the competition, the category doing, and how might we challenge it. Here, we're starting to get into what's happening in culture, good or bad, that we can tap into. So their philosophy is not we're going to zig where the competition is zagging; is we're going to look at overall culture, um, and where can, what can we do to tap into that? Right. You know, another thing I like about this brief, even though it's just the template. Is it's it's just using everyday language to, to ask the questions. It's not yeah. getting all you know trying to show off that you know every marketing lingo and marketing term on the, on the planet. Despite um, the fact that the art direction is very basic, there's not like the first one. I think it's very readable. I think they chose a yeah. nice font. Um, yeah, you could imagine where you're if you're the brief writer, you're overwriting where it's basically giving you the instructions right so the, the question will stay but you're overwriting the little gray area where the instructions are what should be go in there yeah i think those questions those sub sub questions just kind of help you get your mind focused um but it's very straightforward what's the key takeaway well what's our main idea that's um, a nice single-minded proposition yeah and you know i've seen so many of these blank brief templates and I've never seen a, a, a template, although maybe I'll count the, the BBDO one now in this category that, that I thought was a problem, but it was there was still a core basis to the BBDO brief where we could take part of it and it would produce a good brief once you knew, really felt confident 
and answering the questions with insight and emotion and empathy. So it's not, these are, these are basic questions laid out in a very simple, straightforward way. How do we support this? What's the tone? What should we make or do to maximize results? And then a lot of briefs that I've seen don't ask this question. What are the metrics? It's an important question. You know, what are the executional mandatories? What's the budget? And they put them on what I, I say, put them on page two. That's what I say. The creators are really going to look at what's up here. Creatives yeah. don't need to know what the metrics are for an idea they haven't come up with yet. Yeah, but they, they need, need, but but they need to know what the mandatories are, right? Well, but, here's here's where uh, here's where uh, you and uh, I might uh, disagree. I, I you know I see the brief as a request for an idea. Let's figure out the tactics later. But every brief, almost every brief, although the ones that I use to train do not ask for mandatories. They are simply asking for ideas. But this is this is standard. Yeah, I always usual. ask. I always put uh, mandatories in there because normally there are some. And later it's a question of, oh, now we got to add in the the mascot logo, whatever thingy that we well, could have been in that first round of. of this of is a little different. I've seen mandatories where it's I, mandatories are starting to be the tactics. This mandatory yeah. is we've got to have yeah. the brand so it's, guidelines, it's logos, assets, partners. Yeah. Like if there's a if there's a tagline that's currently being used, then we need to use it. Then we got to put that in there so that it's in the in the comp ads that we're showing. Um, but I, I am going to again highlight here that they do put a section for budget, and you and I have this disagreement about budget. But I, I want know. I want to I want to read what it says here. I saw what it said. I'm going to just end the show right now because I don't want you to read it. <laughs> uh, don't treat this as an afterthought. Every game <laughs> has a time limit and every idea has a cost attached yeah well uh, ideas don't have a, a cost execution of the idea has a cost so that's where we disagree be awesome <laughs> with reality it says yeah Let's i know be awesome with reality yeah well i have lots of people who agree with me and handful of people agree with you so okay <laughs> good well, let me, the, let me the, the fine folks at 72 and sunny agree with me yes well, see, we can learn a few things by looking at a blank template, but I do want to emphasize that it's the answers, it's the answers to the template, not the template itself. And the analogy I'd like to come back to is you don't go to an art museum to look at the frames, you go to the art museum to look at the art. Nevertheless, we could still learn a thing or two by looking at the templates themselves. <laughs> Good stuff, Henry. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry Gomez. And he's Howard Eibach, and together we're the Brief Brothers. Till next time. Bye-bye. Budget doesn't count. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ah. Uh.